Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how are you doing? Gavin Timms with the RI Network Podcast. Welcome back. Today, I have one of my clients joining me who's just done a crazy great deal. So I'm going to be bringing him over. We're going to pick his brain on kind of where the lead came from, what he did and how he got this over the line. So let me bring him across right now. Uh, Jose Pepe Campos, how are we? I'm awesome. How are you, Gavin? Thank yeah, you for good. having me here. No, I appreciate it. I know I was, uh, I wouldn't say I was founding you, but I was like, look, you need to get on a podcast because one, the things that you're doing, people need to know who you are in your space. And also you've just done a great deal that I want to talk about. Okay. So just before we dive into the deal and, and kind of all that, Pepe, give us a little bit of backstory about you, kind of what your background was when you came into real estate, what you've been up to. Well, I am a civil engineer, actually. I've been doing construction, heavy civil construction projects for the last 18 years. I've been project manager of several construction projects. I got into real estate a couple of years ago. You know, I am a great student, no? a real estate student yeah. <laughs> for, for a couple of years. And then, you know, I, I discovered from another mentor um, the lease options, and I started exploring that, the strategy of lease options. And then one day I heard about your systems and the way that you are consistent, you know, making deals uh, as a machine, no, as a marketing machine. So that's what I am getting interested in what you are doing. And, and then I started getting uh, working with you on my systems. Absolutely. So, and what's good about it as well, you know, with, you know, with you is, the fact of you, you take massive action, you're consistent, right? And you've also been out of your comfort zone. You were the first to say, hey, I'm not great at sales. I'm not great on the phone. You know, I'm kind of worried about it, all of them things. So, you know, I think it's good to see that, you know, the deals now that you're negotiating in a creative finance way, right? which is what we're going to lead into. And I think that's important for everybody else that's watching here, right? The first thing is, is you have an accent, right? I have right. an accent, right? Yes. And Oh, is that a worry? And it's like, no, you have to, it isn't a worry. It's about sticking to, you know, to the job at hand, being confident in the sales cycle, talking to people. If you make it a worry and a big deal, it's going to become a big deal, right? And I've done live calls, Pepe. I'm from England, as you know. I will call people in Kentucky, in Alabama, and just not make a big deal about it. And it isn't a big deal. Yeah, people might say, hey, where are you from? I'm from England. I do this, this, this. But you just move it along. How's that been for you? I agree with you 100%. And that is an internal roadblock that we impose ourselves because yeah. I was exactly the same thing. I was like, hey, I cannot do cold calls. I have an accent. I'm not good at speaking English. You know, uh, people don't feel that I am real or I am a, a real business. No. So yeah. I was blocking myself of doing bis uh, deals because I was not confident on me on, on uh, speaking. But then, you know, you start giving me <laughs> like head ups and, and ideas of what to do, how to call, you know. Uh, so I start getting used to the phone. Yeah. And now I don't have any problem picking up the phone and talking to the sellers or the buyers, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great to see that transition yeah. in you. It's been amazing. And as you know now, like when there's motivation, who cares where you're from, right? right. Who cares about your website? 
when they're motivated. When they're not motivated, they've got nothing else to do other than string you along and ask you about your background and who you've done deals and they want to speak to everyone, every tenant buyer you've done. Just ain't a, it's not a deal. If you just think of everyone listening listening to us right now, think of a place in your life or a situation when you haven't got time to do background checks, right? Again, if you've done flips like me, right, or you've been in construction, you could do this, you could, you could use multiple stories for this. But if I need a painter because my painter's left, I'm not going to say, hey, what referrals have you got and what houses have you painted and can I see your work? No, I need you to paint this wall. Can you come now? I need it done today. Right. I haven't got time for references, right, in that, in that instance. And that's where you'll see with motivated sellers, when they're done with it, they need help. They, need a, they have a situation that you have a solution to, okay, and that's what's going to happen. But there's a particular deal that I want to talk about here that you've just done. You've just made $35,000 on an assignment, 35000 that's after paying the seller, on a creative deal when this deal has sat on the market, yes, on the market, on the MLS for six months and didn't sell. You were able to take an expired listing and then turn it into 35000 into your pocket, which is insane. And that's what I want to get across. I want to talk about that because that's what people need to understand with creative finance. You had a realtor had a listing overpriced and they couldn't solve the seller's problem. The seller didn't want to obviously drop the price, but you were able to come in and, and you didn't get it out the gate. And I'm going to let you talk about this, but I just want to you know, pick up on a couple of things here. The option that you originally gave them wasn't going to work, so you had to transition. So let's talk about that. You've just made 35000 on this deal, Pepe. It expired listing. You sent out a postcard. You right. get on the phone with a seller. So kind of give us a backstory of what's going on and, and how this all came about. So I just say I sent this postcard to the expired listing of the MLS and that lady called me, you know, and she said, hey, look, I have I see here you have full asking price and, you know, all the marketing from my postcard. And I say, yeah, that's probably what I can do. I, you know, I, I need to run the numbers and I will send you a proposal. And then after you review my proposal, let's talk and, and see if that makes sense to you. So. I sent the price sheet to her, and then I would say, like, in, within a few hours, she called me and said, hey, look, are you telling me that we can sell it in this price? And, and that price was 600 and, you know, I'm going to get that much and, you know, all the terms. And I said, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So, and she said, okay, let's try it. But she was, at that time, she was saying, hey, what about if we try, because she already tried to sell it for a long time on the MLS. So she said, hey, what about if, we, let's try to 45 days is you can, you know, you can sell the house. What happened if after 45 days I want to cancel? I say, hey, look, my contract is very open. You know, uh, you can you can cancel it or if you sell it, whatever, you can cancel it. I am open with that because at that time I was just offering her a lease option agreement. And I am, you know, I open with that with my clients. So I just said, okay, let's try it. So we tried the first 45 days. I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of uh, input on the house, you know, a lot of interest. Uh, and yeah. like two weeks after I start marketing, I got a potential buyer that wanted to put $300,000 on the house to, to get it. This is a $600,000 house, you know? Wow. And he, and he was very close to close that deal. You know, we went through everything. But then on the same street, there was another house that was for sale with a realtor. So that guy, he went for the third time that he met with me at the house. He was showing my house to his family, to his daughter, 
And then after he met with me, he went to that other house. And when he talked to the other house, the realtor told her, oh, you know, you, you don't need to buy that house. With 300000 you can buy whatever house you can because there are other services that offer like the seller financing. So I lost that buyer. Well, two couple of points. You could have given in at that point, right? You'd have this thing for 45 days. You'd showed the buyer three times and then it fell out. You could have just put through in the towel at that point, right? I mean, right. you probably felt like it. I've been there myself. You're probably like, I'm done. I'm over this house. Forget this house. I'm over it. But you didn't. So anyway, continue. So, but the owner started getting, you know, I start creating trust with the owner. So she said, okay, yeah, let's keep it. So it was already two weeks. So we keep marketing. And I, I told her, I'm very aggressive in my marketing. I will get somebody, you know, I'm getting a lot of input. So somebody will get it. So we, I would think we passed another, maybe a month when I got another tenant buyer. This one put the earnest money. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let me go back. I'm sorry. I changed something. During that time, I figured out that the house was paid off and that we can offer because what we the experience with that tenant buyer, I, I got into the experience that, hey, we can offer this house as a seller finance. Yeah. So I talked to the owner and I sell her the seller financing way, you know, avenue to get another potential buyer for the house. So then I start marketing the house as a lease option and as a seller financing. Yeah. Okay. And I start getting more interest for the seller financing side than, than on the lease option on that one, because this is a high, you know, it's a expensive house. Yeah. So I start getting more interest on that one. So I got another tenant buyer interested on the house. She put the earnest money and they were moving with the purchase of the house. And this is the one that I call you one time very frustrated because yeah, a week before the closing, we were going to close on Wednesday and the Friday before she called me and she said, I'm with COVID. My whole family is with COVID. I am a widow. And I, after all this situation, we are all very sick. We are all in, in, in a house. I'm changing my mind because I need to make sure that if something happened to me, my kids are secure, you know, so I need to save the money. You know, I don't know what she wanted to do with yeah, the money, yeah. but she changed her mind. So she canceled the contract. And that was already, you know, almost uh, we, we, because we stayed basically 30 days or 24 something days for her to close. And it was when I told you, hey, I don't know what, you know, what I'm going to do. So <laughs> this yeah. is really frustrating. So I talked to the owner again. And at that point, she was really motivated. She needed to sell. You know, it was being already too long for the house. She was doing whatever she can to sell the house. So I said, hey, let's do something. Let's let's drop the price a little bit to see if and I will reach back to all the people that showed interest in the past and see if somebody wanted the house now that we are dropping the house uh, $15,000. Yeah. And I did it. And then suddenly, boom, this call. This call was in, I think, was in a Saturday night. I was already at bed when this guy texted me, hey, is this house still available? And I say, yes. So I jumped out of the bed, went back to the computer, and started sending him that. all the details. So he said, actually, he didn't want to see the house. He said, hey, I like it, the house, what I need to do to get it. And I say, well, you need to fill out an application. And also, you need to go and see it the house to make sure that you like it right <laughs> because i was concerned that after yeah. he see it yeah, uh, he walk away so he said no no i want to say okay that's fine let's let's go and meet when when you can see the house he said well monday afternoon i can be there i said great let's meet monday afternoon we went there that same day he he put the earnest money he 
signed the contract that night and then we were moving all the process and yesterday finally they signed the papers and now they are at the house fantastic i love that and there's so many things i've got to i've got to point out here right number one the seller had the price listed for what they thought it was worth right with the realtor and here's where it broke down why it didn't sell they were looking at active listings and active solds that were in it that was that were selling in that area but not hers wasn't in the same condition so she's looking right. at full remodeled houses saying oh i can sell because that one did but one had been completely fixed up and hers hadn't and she obviously couldn't get over this that's why it didn't sell it in, in the first place the other thing i need to identify for everybody is your communication with the seller yeah, right you were communicating every day constantly yes. giving her updates hey, we just lost another person due to COVID. She wasn't getting mad and frustrated with you because you were doing everything you could. You were getting headway. And But Pepe, everyone doesn't do this. So guess what? If you don't do that, you lose that deal immediately. If you go back and say, yeah, we're closing, and all of a sudden, all that fell out, and you've not been giving them feedback constantly, right, then then they probably would have dropped you, right? So communication was key. Yeah, we, we reviewed the contract three times because the first contract was a lease option contract. Yeah. When I talked to her, you know, as I just say, we have a constant communication. At least we talk every every time I have a showing or something, I talk to her and, and show, uh, you know, give her the feedback. But also we had the three contracts. The first one was a lease option. The second one was a seller finance. When that second one fell through, we renegotiated the contract. So I she signed another contract with me with a different price. And as you said, the communication was all the time super plus. And 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 that that you said is key. That also happened with my prior clients exactly the same way. You know, we have a really good communication and that's why we have a, after the deal is closed, we still have very good communication with or, or relationship with the prior client. Actually, one of my prior clients is looking for me now to do other deals. You know, he wants to, to do uh, real estate and he already told me, hey, I have a credit line of $500,000. Let's do deals with this amount. <laughs> and that's good. From doing a great job, that's how it you know can spiral. Yeah. But the other thing is as well, getting out of bed, right? And what time was that? 10.30, did you say? Yes. When the yes. seller came yep. in. Yep. So yes. 10.30, this is the difference, right? Answering your phone, doing that extra step that people aren't willing to do. That phone call made you 35000 Yes, and he told me that. The tenant buyer, he told me that. When uh, the first time that when we were talking, you know, I jumped out of the bed and I told him, hey, can I call you? And he said, yeah, go ahead. So I, we started talking about that time. And in that conversation, he told me, hey, I want the house. I trust you. I like the way that you talk. You have told me everything. You know, you haven't made any lie to me. And he asked me something I can remember now, but he, I didn't know the answer. And I told him, hey, I don't know that answer now, but I can figure it out. And he told me, yeah, I... I trust you. He told me that in a different occasion. He told me, I trust you since the very first time because you always told me the truth. And what you don't know, you don't try to act like you Huge. know everything. Absolutely. He, because he told Huge. me, if I catch you in the most little lie, that will be all. I'm not going to do anything with you. He yeah. was. He told, he told me that uh, yesterday when we were at the closing. <laughs> Fantastic. And that's good, right? And that goes back to sales again. Be honest. Yes. Say, hey, I don't know. Let me find out. I'll get back to you on the answer. But let right. me ask you a question, right? All of them things, were because you're building that rapport, and as soon as that's been burnt and you've BSed too much and then you've lost that trust, now you've got to work 
three, four times, five times harder trying to get that back. And obviously taking and, and taking that action at night are the things that get you the deal. And I, again, have done that. When I'm in England, I used to get up at three o'clock in the morning doing calls when people are getting off work. When I was in Phoenix, you know, it'd be six o'clock at night, three o'clock in the morning, whatever, in my time, two in the morning. You have to do what you got to do. Yes. to make it work if it means a deal and i want to make 10 grand i'm getting up and doing the phone call right and that's that's what you're doing and i wanted to it was so easy just to give you saying hey take a picture of your check pepe thirty-five thousand. but people need to understand what goes into these deals sometimes and of course not every deal is this hard and you have to work at it but they need to understand yeah you work for that 35 and it feels better as well because you could have gave up most people would have gave up to a weekend. Yeah, this yeah. one was it was stressful for me this year because it was I think it was the lowest the slowest one that I have worked, you know, it take a little because because the prior right. situation, you know, we yeah. were we were basically under contract for a month and I was not offering the house to anybody else because I, I already was having a contract and then it uh, fall apart and that really screwed me, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think there's so many, many learning points from this, you know, that, that people are going to get, you know, the desire to carry on, not to give up when things keep going consistently wrong, when you don't even really have a deal yet until it's done. But also that creative side, taking something that everyone's overlooked, everybody for six months, for eight months, whatever this deal from when they first decide to sell, how many people have looked at it? How many showings have they had where they've right. literally overlooked $35,000. And that's 35000 in your pocket. You already give 10 down to the seller to make this work and put this deal down, you know, which is which is absolutely well, fantastic. Well, she, she actually got more. She got 23000 in their pockets, but, you know, she need to pay the taxes for the house. So that was deducted from, from her the portion. Okay. No? So she, at the end, she, she walked around with 11000 thousand in their pocket. Got it. And you're out this deal now, right? You have assigned totally everything out. off. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was just an assignment. Out. It was an assignment. Yeah. On a, on a creative, on a uh, on a seller finance. Fantastic. Yes. Really, really, really good. So a couple more things I want to cover here because I think already people are just going to be fired up to go and do this and be consistent. And again, getting out. I, I just I know I keep going on about it, but getting out of bed and doing them little things is what makes a difference, right? I tell everyone when you're over it and you don't want to do any more calls and you do two more. Just do two more. When you don't want to do any more, just do two more. Because guess what? Them two could turn into 35 grand, 10 grand, 20, 50 grand. And that's how you need to push yourself. Get out of your comfort zone. You know, and, and, this, you and this deal came during the super hot market of DSW. <laughs> you know, it came, it Absolutely. came at the end of July, you know. So it wasn't when, when, when things, everybody when was nothing, saying that there is no, no deals. And there's no deals. <laughs> Everything sits on the mark. Everything's on the market for three days and sells. Everything's going right. over asking. Well, clearly not, right? Clearly yes. not, because yes. we have obviously a case study here, and you've got to be in it to win it. And sometimes, Pepe, you know, obviously you're in, you know, you're in our group, and you know, you already know what you're doing. Sometimes our conversation is me trying to motivate you to keep you going, like just keep pushing. Do not give up. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Because. I just know on the, the law of averages, something's going to land. It has yeah. to if you keep putting that effort in. And sometimes you get beat up, you know, and, and where you were, you were getting not only beat up, you're getting bulldozed over and run over 50 times, it felt like. Yeah, and as you said, you told me post, 
post the deal, you know, show to the other ones. And that is motivation, you know. When Absolutely. I was getting like, hum, I'm not getting anything. This is not working, you know. But I saw your calls with Terry and Pam and with Chris and with the other guys that they were doing a lot of deals. I was like, hey, if they are doing, I can do it. So I would keep. And that's keep what it's about. <laughs> Absolutely, there's no excuses because everyone started, and you know, and and you've done deals. You're doing deals, and the cool thing is, we I don't even know if we've mentioned this part. I think you threw Dallas out there, but you're doing this in Texas. You're doing lease options assignments in Texas. Okay, you've done them. You are doing them. You're doing creative. So I'd be telling people that are listening to this, if they have deals, if they have people that are interested in selling on a lease option in Texas, I'd be telling them to reach out to you, start JVing because you have the back end ready to go. You know how to, you have the contracts, you know how to close the deal because you've done it. You have the paperwork. You can come in and literally co jv with them and get these things over the line and make it a win-win and i've been in that position myself and we've been working on that you know growing your network and i won't say who it is but you've got people well established in this industry now reaching out to you to jv with you because they know what you're all about and they know you know the presence that you're gonna have and we've talked about dominating we're gonna you're gonna not we're gonna you're gonna dominate dallas okay and the rest of texas because of your work ethic, why wouldn't I come to you? I've, I tell people all the time, they bring me a lease option, I'm coming to you. Hey, JV, because you're going to get it over the line, okay, and you're going you're gonna to do what it takes to get everyone paid, which is huge. That's, uh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> and are. we have the I mean, system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have the system. You have the, you know, the, the work ethic. Again, you cannot teach that. You know, when we started to work together, Again, I look for certain things in people. If you're willing to work, you'll win. Yep. You'll always win. Because as soon as you, if you're lazy, that's when you're going to get found out. Because when you have to push and do them extra things that people don't want to do, when everyone wants a $35,000 check, Pepe, they all want that. They all want and, that. And yesterday. <laughs> huh? And by yesterday, you know, he, he want, they want it immediately. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to do this because it was important, especially on this deal. I could have gotten you to post a check and, oh, 35, but people need to know what you went through because you deserve to, for people to know, right? Mm -hmm. Because they need to say, well, I need to level up. And that's what, and, and every deal's not like this, right? You know, we're not saying that everyone works like this. We've all had the home runs. We you know you could have been the first seller in, done a lease option, made your money, and it all gone fine and smooth. But it's real estate. Things happen. We're dealing with people. We're dealing with situations, stressful situations. And what you did was you came in, looked at this situation, you came in with a solution, you solved the problem. The seller's raving about you. The buyer's raving about you. You got paid. Everyone wins. Fantastic. Everyone wins. Everyone is happy. You know, seller is happy now. As she said, she's retiring. So now she have a constant income, you know, may, uh, money in the mailbox that she don't need to do anything for it. You know, she, she's getting almost $3,000 every month without yeah. doing anything. She's uh, the, the buyer or... He's really happy because he said otherwise he owns companies and all that. But otherwise, if it is not by this way, he was not able to buy that property because, you know, he don't get uh, loans due to his. He, he have a construction company and other other businesses. So he's really compromised. But and then, you know, we provide the options so so that we can do the, yeah. the deal. And, and, and changing the options. I mean, there's so many, like I just said, so many points and learning points in this. 
uh, to continue, you know, to keep going and changing and tweaking. But the seller was on board. The seller liked you, and that's what we can't overlook here, is you built the relationship and the communication with the seller that you could have probably done anything you wanted, and she was on board because she believed and trusted in you to deliver. That's the key. Yeah, that's the key for all this. Yeah, absolutely. So, Pepe, real quick, I've got your email here. I just want to give this out to everybody. This guy leased to buy at gmail.com. If you have a deal in the Texas area, especially, okay, especially a creative finance lease option deal, he is going to be your guy. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. He's going to dominate. I already know people, I've already said it in our industry that is well established. I'm not mentioning no names, reaching out, doing deals already with Pepe. So, guys, make sure that you are leveling up. Okay, and you are networking. I called our yeah, network. Send deals there. Let's let's do business together. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. And just before we go, Pepe, real quick, I wanted to ask you, we've changed our format over the last few months, obviously in the coaching program. You know, I know you were only in before before we changed it a little bit, but we're going live every day and we get into some interesting debates and conversations on our calls and, and, and really push people to take action. Just just real quick, just 30 seconds, what do you think about that new format that, that we're in? I love your new format, Gavin, because you have a, you know, you have a daily call. So it basically you can, you can reach, we can reach to you in a daily basis. Also, yeah. you, have other, you have all the other uh, students that they are presenting their problems on their whatever situation is on their business. And that might be, maybe it's not your problem right now, but it probably will be at a later time. So you know how to handle that from now. And like in our call today, the other lady was having a situation with the dialer that I was having the same situation. So we, yeah. we can get a solution, you know, uh, during the call. And you are open to a lot more, uh, you're exposed to other, you know, other things like like the creative financing with Justin, you know, that, that idea yeah. of the seller financing came from that, you know, from yeah, one of those huge. conversations. Yeah. So Dustin's, again, who I do deals with, he's now coaching in our program as well. Great guy, just does deals. And, 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 and that was for me. I don't lie either, right? You came to me and I'm like, look, I think this is what we need to do, but let me go and ask someone right. that's done more of it. I'm not going to go and BS you, right? I could have just given mm -hmm. it the big one and said, oh, yeah, do this. But I was like, this is what I think we need to do. Let me check. And he's like, no, you know, the, yeah go and do it and obviously again it's just all coming together to get these deals over the line but you were the driver i mean you made it happen so fantastic appreciate you and and guys if you're interested in getting in our group it's an application okay you can't just come in um, you want to go to rinetwork.com slash join rinetwork.com slash join uh, we're looking for the right attitude the right people we are on zoom like this this is not a webinar we're on right. we're, we're on video Life. It's live. People can interrupt and ask and not argue. But hey, you got like, there's no hiding, right? And that's good because that's what people need. And they see the rawness of it, of what people are doing in the winds and what they needed to change and, and learning more about, I dig, I dig. Like, hey, you did a deal, 20 grand. Awesome. What did you do? How did you do it? Because that's what people are going to learn from is knowing, wow, I'm just making one phone call and not making an offer, and I'm trying to make 35 grand. And it's like, no, that's not how this is. You know, you have to be consistent, persistent, you know, disciplined to doing your day-to-day -day things to get to get the outcome. So really, really good. Right. Awesome. Anything else, Pepe, before we're done? 
No, thank you so much. Thank you for all your help. You know, <laughs> you enlightened me for to do all this and much more. You know? No, absolutely. I'm again. I'm, I'm going to be bringing more of the clients on, and and some of you guys are like, oh, what? Part you want me? Little old me on a podcast? I'm like, yeah, because this is how people learn. They don't want to listen to someone doing fifty deals a fifty deals a month, or ten deals, a hundred grand. What does that look? Everyone thinks then that the mindset between where they are and where this person is speaking. Yes, it's impressive, but we need the people that are on the firing line that are in right. doing it, yeah. changing their life to get to level up to the top, right? And that's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to get across in these episodes. And uh, and, it's, and if you change, hey, if you change one person, right, that gets out of bed and answers that phone or does that one step and doesn't give up, we only need to do it once and it's been worth it. 100%. So, <laughs> awesome. Pepe, you're the man. Again, guys, if you have any deals, you want to collaborate, especially in the Texas market, apparently where no one does lease options. Well, here he is, this guy here, Pepe. Make sure this guy, lease to buy at gmail.com. Go and send him an email. All right. And you don't want to, here's the thing. We all, we all have education. We've all paid for education. Bring your deals, right? Bring your contracts and collaborate. Or, hey, I got this seller that I think's on the, on the line. You know, maybe Pepe will come on and help you help negotiate. Uh, they're conversations that you guys need to be collaborating on. And, you mean uh, your dead leads. Your dead leads. We may convert them, you know. Absolutely. Dead leads. If you're a wholesaler listening in Texas, San, San Antonio, Austin, doesn't matter where yeah. you're at, bring him your dead leads. He'll work them all day. Because what was that? If An expired listing on the MLS was a dead lead. Mm -hmm. It was a dead end that turned into 35. So if you're not doing it, there's obviously a, an option for to get paid on. So. Appreciate you, Pepe. Have a good a good day, a great you weekend, too. and I will see you on the next call, bud. Appreciate it. All right. It. Thank, Thank you, you, Gavin. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.